Um, right, a- anything I can't discuss with you? No. No, goodness right. me. It's always what a good a first start. question. Yeah. Always a good first question. Crumbs. I don't think so. Maybe no? we'll unlock something. Oh. I have no idea. Challenge, challenge, challenge set. Yeah. Good. I have, you know, I might have wiped something clean from my memory. <laughs> it's in the back of my brain somewhere. It's not my agenda. Okay. Okay, fine. But I, I'll accept it. That makes me wonder what your agenda is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like this. I'm writing one as I go along. This is already um, already very suspicious. Indeed. Yeah. But you know, it's Sunday. Yeah. The day of suspicion. Indeed. In my book. Indeed. All this Lord stuff. Um, Mr. Mike Wozniak. Hello. Hello. How are you, sir? Very well, thanks. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. For the World Heard RG podcast. Yeah. I say World Heard. Some people listen to it across different continents, really. How far away? Brazil, is that far enough? Yeah, that's New Zealand, far. Australia, Russia. We've got yeah. the Ukraine in. Okay. Not sure if I like that or not. I think I'm on the Ukraine side when it comes to the whole conflict. Yeah. I, d- I, mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't write them off. I don't actually know any Ukrainians, but I mean, there must be some fun ones in there. We've got to be. Got yeah, a I think, yeah, welcome. Welcome them. Welcome. Well, yeah, having mes- a tough old time. Message, a message you know. to the Ukraine. Yeah. Keep, keep at it at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> keep that spirit up. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, speak in Germany. Don't know why. Not sure why. With with Brits in Germany or with I, don't, with, I think with I think Germans, Germans in Germany. Germany? Yeah. Frankfurt nice. particularly. Nice. Wasn't the aim of the first kind of question to go what? <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. If we could introduce people to the world of Mr. Mike Wozniak. Fine. That's the idea. Okay. And I'll just cut ready the rest for the world of that tour. Out. Yeah. I'll cut the rest of that out beforehand. Um, <laughs> so I've. I've been lucky enough to catch the current sort of work in progress yeah. um, a few times before today. Uh-huh. So we're at the uh, the dot, aren't we? We're the at visible the invisible dot. dot in King's Cross. Yes. Yeah. A venue you've frequented previously? Yeah, I've come here quite a lot in the past, especially over the last year, really. I've been, yeah, I, I bloody love it here. And the nice, I've been sort of building up this show quite slowly. It's been a slow bake, mm. this one. And the nice thing about the dot is that they'll sort of let you, they'll let you sort of turn up and have a bit of space and Good. just poot around with a notebook in an hour if they've got a, you know, a free slot somewhere and see what happens. And then the audience as well, always a pretty receptive bunch. Audience, they've got, they, they have an audience, they have an audience that kind right. of, it seems to be the kind of audience that will just sort of turn up and see what's going on, okay. have a sniff around. How and you get stuck in? You don't necessarily need to be world famous, you know, you could be pre-RG Productions podcast <laughs> and people, RG, really. people will still come and, uh, <laughs> you know. And you know, and they put on some quite peculiar things here. Mm. They put on some less peculiar things as well. There's a good mishmash, so you get quite an open-minded crowd, mm. really. And um, I mean, the first time I, I saw you was the 2013. So take take the uh, take the hit. Take the hit. The last yes. show. I can't read my own writing. It would appear <laughs> all of this three pages worth. That's fine. Can't read a thing. That's fine. We can use my memory as well. You could use your memory of yeah, your own work. I can read. Yeah. Um, so take the hit. Mm. Um, actually, I, I caught it at the beginning of this year, so it must have been when you were pretty much ending okay. ending that run. Where was it? Um, it was on Valentine's Day at, Valentine's. The, oh, at the Soho Theatre. Soho Theatre. Took a lady for a date. Yeah, how did that go? Just I don't know her anymore. Right, <laughs> so, okay. Great show, though. <laughs> <laughs> she laughed. Did she, she stay it. to the end? She did stay to the end. We um, had a good evening. Right. She stayed to the end of the date as well, I hope. <sighs> Near enough. She lost okay. a scarf. Right. That's down to you. Probably not. I don't think it's down to me. I so it's not so. down to you. It's this not down to me. I didn't steal her scarf. Right. It's not a chapter in, in the game or anything on <laughs> NLP, on scarf-based NLP. There is, a, there is an entire episode of the podcast dedicated to the date. Right. We discussed your show. And okay. okay. The experience and the, uh, yeah. 
the the whole the nightmare of internet dating, right? Meeting someone for the first time, but the, the, was the first time you'd met. I know. First date. We're, we're going to see Mike Wozniak. I'm thrilled. I didn't know that beforehand. I think that would have really, yeah, really. Sh- I yeah. mean, it would put the yeah. ramped up the pressure a bit, really. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it was a very strange night to gig on. Is uh, is Valentine's night? So I find, it's generally speaking, it's a strange night for a first date. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah, um, it was a bit. You know, that was pressure. But first, mm-hmm. she said no. She was having none of it. But once I mentioned the words Mike Wozniak, she was game. She was straightened. <laughs> <laughs> it's often very peculiar, especially if you do a club night on a Valentine's night, mm. and they try and sort of theme it in some oh, way. Really? Yeah, you get. It's just the one time of year when it's just full of. Couples and, and and often I get the impression that of the of the couples, it's normally only one of the couple wants to be there and has sort of <laughs> decided it's a good idea for a date for the other one. The yeah. other one is unsure. So you, you've got fifty percent who are sort of pretty anti the night so it's, it's from the off. It's effectively self gifting, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like buying your missus a bowling ball. For right. Christmas. Yeah. There's a bit of that. Yeah. There's a bit of that. Yeah, and it's quite a strange one. I mean, especially I mean, the club night maybe it's easy, but I mean, I guess if you go to some big old kind of Got a big old some sort of stadium thing mm. or something <laughs> in which the, in which there may be some comedy idol, then that's a bit strange. So Ten thousand people, at least four and a half thousand, very unhappy. Yeah, and half that half is sort of looking adoringly at the person that they shouldn't be looking adoringly at, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, bad idea. Dangerous one. Cancel Valentine's Night yeah. comedy in future. Should be done. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> Don't know anymore. Never mind. Moving. I've moved on. That's <laughs> what <So> I see. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> I think talking about it six months later. Yes, yeah. strange. Not at normal. all strange. Bizarre. Normal. Not perfectly yeah. normal. Um, so that was pretty much at the time you would have sort of brought that show to an end. Yeah, near enough. Yeah, I, I did say. a sort of mini tour of it, and yeah. you know, here and there, and right of it. It was kind of a yeah. It was the, it was probably the smallest but most drawn out tour of all time. Okay. <laughs> in that there were you know there were only a handful of dates really, but they were scattered over a period of about nine months, mm. which is not how you're supposed to do it. But you know. I've never done that before. So Gave you your own pace. I'd give it. Yeah, exactly. You could. You know, I like yeah. a slow bake. I think generally <laughs> with whatever it is. Yeah, I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. So uh, if we move on to baking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a natural progression there. I don't bake. You don't, I don't bake. Like I like. No. I like metaphorical slow bakes. But, yeah. You know, actual, you literal slow bakes. Wouldn't so go near I, it. I wouldn't be too. So if, um, if Paul Hollywood, the most handsome man on television, called right. you up okay. for the, for the Bake Off, yeah. a celebrity Bake Off, you'd say no chance. I wouldn't really know what that was. Good. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be a helpful addition to it. No, either. I wouldn't know what to do. Not even judging, would you? It's no. Just... I mean, I could put some cream on a biscuit, but that's about it. I didn't think that. I mean, would that's count. the Greg's way of baking, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Someone else would have to make the biscuit. Mm. That's the Greg's way of baking. Right. So okay, I think. Um, so is that is that show sort of uh, as you put that to bed? What was that process like after having it for a while, and then now you're where we are today um, yeah. with, with concepts and work in progress and, and ideas yeah. how's that transition been sort of for the, from the, the old uh, show and into, into, the, into the world of it's quite nice the, nice the reason I toured that show and it's the first time I've done that is because I, 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 I liked the show so I, I mean normally if I've done a one man show in, in Edinburgh say which is normally when it would open mm. then typically by the end of that run I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it and I've uh, I've sort of I, I, I feel keen to get on with the next one and do a better job the next time and not the last show by any means I mean I said it it's not, wasn't the perfect show a long way off that but I did enjoy doing it and I felt very fond of it mm. as a sort of silly little 
thing. So I was happy to do it again. And it sort of kept changing and, and evolving slowly over time. But that the, the nice thing about doing that and doing it slowly over time meant so I sort of it kind of kept me enthusiastic about doing the doing the next one. Mm-hmm. And I might sort of tinker with the show a bit and have an idea about the old show and then I might think, Oh well actually maybe that's a better idea to try out completely separately and do something else. Here, so it kind of—I yeah, think it sort of helped me with the transition a bit, spurred me on. But I'm still very early doors with this, yeah. with this new thing. At the moment, the the new thing is just a, a series of bits, okay. a series of bits, some stuff in it, a few facts, that kind of thing. Big fan of the facts. And they, um, you know, it's sort of slowly growing. And I think I've got one tonight, which I'm looking forward to. But it, it's not a show yet, mm. although. The work I've done on it very recently, I, I, I think I know what, what I want to do with it next. That won't happen tonight, but I mean, that will involve a fair bit of work and tinkering uh, for the next work in progress, whenever that is. It might be months away, I've got no idea. Um, yeah. And then, as a writer, how does that tinkering process kind of go about? I mean, you sit there, you're coming up with that concept, that idea, whether it's a mm. story, if it's, there's, a, there's a link or a punchline or a short thing, you know, in the facts as well. I love yeah. the facts. Big, big fan <laughs> of facts. I'm, I've got a number of my own facts I've been working on. Good. Good to, to facts write. Facts are important. Yeah. Uh, Propagate the facts. Got to yeah. have facts. Let the people know. know the facts. They have to know. Yeah. It's a te- I get the feeling in, in your show, or in what is becoming the show, The Slow Bake of Dreams, um, <laughs> you're getting the, the audience involved in those facts because it's a team game. Exactly. And that, that really comes I want, across. I want them to share. I want them to share their knowledge as well, I, eventually. I, <laughs> Good. Yeah. I first saw this at the Battersea Arts Centre. Oh, right. Um, that was quite a fun night. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it twice. Okay. Um, but the Battersea Arts Centre, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, big fan. I brought my... Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I brought my, my, one of my podcast colleagues along, and he yeah. was a bit... What's the word I'll use? Angry? Not angry. Awkward. Sad. No, not sad. Yeah. It wasn't bad to this day all over again. <laughs> Kitchen incident. Um, he was a bit, he was a bit chatty to you. Right. I don't think it helped. Oh, I remember that guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was quite confident. For, for no reason. Is he not normally like that? I, was, I didn't know what to expect. Is that an That's ice, an ice, ice machine, machine, by the way, in case you're wondering. I can't do an yeah. interview without an ice machine these Yeah, well, it adds lovely texture, doesn't it? <laughs> you know. Audio texture. Exactly. It's always important. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was... I, we we, walk, we, came, we left and I said, look, we're going to, we're going to Edinburgh. You can't do that. <laughs> You're going to get torn to shreds. quite near the front. We were or in the front row. It was effectively It was just us. I was the front, we were the front row. That's Two right. of us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we had the, uh, about three to the side of, on the second row. And a couple of people sort of parked up at the back and in the desk. Yeah. You're building a picture of a not very well attended gig. Which Possibly. Is, which is quite accurate. <laughs> and I think it's probably fair enough on a sort of baking hot day in, was it July or August? It was July time. It was July. Beautiful yeah. hot day. And, you know, my offer of come instead, come inside to mm. a hot little, you know, black box theatre and yeah. watch a show that hasn't been written yet. So it always amazes me that anyone turns up to these things at all, to be honest, okay. and thrills me. Right. I'm grateful for Good. Them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, the, I wondered um, if he was on coke at the time. Oh, that, I, mean, sort of, I had questions. That happens. That happens a bit. Yeah? Occasionally. Yeah. So well, not one. Well, not your typical crowd? Well, no, because, I mean, there's... So heckling in the broadest sense. I was gonna, yeah, that's where it was leading. You know, which we can... I, I, I don't know. I mean, people always think of heckling as negative. If we call heckling any form of interaction, mm. it's not necessarily directly 
invited. Well, my term for heckling, as, as I've quickly had to develop, yeah. uh, is is the technical heckle, the tackle. That's, okay. that's how I pick yeah, heckling. Because it actually, if you can incorporate it in what you're doing yeah. and play along with it. Yeah. But yeah, he was particularly obtuse for no reason. Well, normally, I think sometimes what happens, and, and usually I've observed this with cocaine, is if you, if you, sort of directly, <laughs> if you directly interact with the specific person to ask them a question, and there's normally a reason you're doing that. You know, it's to segue into something else, mm. or it's to. It may be a completely unanswerable question, or it may it may be a genuine question that you want to perhaps explore. Whatever it is, usually the understanding that I find is implicit is that once they've answered that, we've done this yes, conversation is done fun. because there's other people there, and it's you know it's for everyone who's there. But what happened with this friend of yours? Mm-hmm. Should we name the it? cocaine heckler? Grax. Grax. Grax the cocaineist. Well, if you name people, don't you, don't you suppose you use their actual name? No, well, that's, his, that's his right. name. That is his name. I'm not allowed on podcast to use his actual name. <laughs> he's, he's not in a witness protection program. Right. He is Grax. Or as from sort of the Transylvania. Babylon 5. Or, or, yeah. Right, or, okay. Or another planet. Yeah, he's Grax. He is Grax. So Grax, he, he would just... He just this is they continue. section, yeah. They continue. They... they they carry on. Even if you have started doing a piece that you're clearly addressing to everyone else, they'll carry on the conversation. And you're in real trouble mm. when they start answering literally everything, even if it's clearly a rhetorical question that's been... It was about lay-bys. ...thrown out. And he just kept it going. It was the lay-by section, was it? It okay, was. Fine. It's, it's up there and it's... It, it got him. He got a kick after it. He got a, good, he got a stern telling off. Fine. He really, really ruined my mic. But at experience. least I kind of, you know... At least I... I don't know, accessed something in him. Mm, you, know, you really opened, did. Open something up. It's the last time I take him out for a date. Yeah. To see Mike Wozniak. Yeah. Crumbs. Disappointing. Okay, Drax. Well, so, yeah, Grax perhaps we'll is, meet uh, again. I hope so. Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm determined to, to get Grax to apologise. <laughs> no, he doesn't need to. It's fine. It's part of the course. Mm. It's a high-risk profession. It is. You know, you've got to expect it. I'm not doing plays. I mean, if I was doing plays... Right. If I was doing kind of theatrical monologues... Well, very clearly, you're you're supposed to to just listen. Thanks. I'd be cross, but I'm not doing that. I get the impression someone like Simon Carlo would be particularly angry. Yeah, yeah, and rightfully so. And might kill him on the spot. Mm. I don't know. I think I've that's not possible. Met the man. I don't know how he operates. Yes, but you know, he's terrifying. People. I mean, there has been a spate in the last couple of years of people in West End theatres getting bollockings from <laughs> heavy duty actors from the stage. It's normally mobile phone related yes. or chit chat related. Um, but yeah, you have to accept that risk. Mm. And even if you've got a show that you love dearly and you, you may have perfectly crafted and honed, which certainly wasn't the case in the show... <laughs> let's not, let's not excuse Bannison. cracks. Let's if not you're going him. up and you're saying, I'm a stand-up and this is what I do, then you, you have to, you know, be ready. Mm. Plans go wrong, you know, in war and in stand-up. Yes. Yeah. Parallel. It's pretty much the only thing stand-up and war have in common, Near I think. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Slow baking. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of that in war. No, sadly. But um, since then, um, I, I then caught up with the, uh, the Phoenix, the Phoenix Fringe. Oh yeah. So that was probably about three weeks further down the line. Yeah. Like, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. Don't want this to come out the wrong way. It was much more. It seemed much more rounded. Flew oh, good. It was Fine. a really good evening. Great audience. It was a lovely evening. It was a Frankie Boyle yeah. audience. It was the Frankie Boyle. So night. that was a very well attended night because the, I. Yeah, the f- it's worth listeners knowing about this. I guess if they're in London next summer, the guys at the Phoenix in mm. near Oxford Street, yeah, did this lovely fringe and 
I'm sure you talked about it when you were yeah, there. Yeah, we covered the podcast. Yeah, and it was great. And um, and the nice thing for someone like me is that uh, you know there'll be a few sort of heavy hitters around the place mm. that lead to bum on, bums on seats. And for me, Frankie Boyle was on afterwards. I think quite a lot of his troop fancied seeing what was on before. And you know, Frankie, what Frankie, but I think Frankie Boyle is great. And what he does is very very different to what I do. So yes. I was a bit nervous in case they're expecting just sort of an English version of Frankie Boyle, <laughs> but they were just and it's not that. Mm. But they were lovely. They went along with it. Yeah, got stuck were, in. I mean, the front. The, there was a, a few lads on the front row yes. who were who were dreadfully bored, dreadfully, dreadfully oh, bored. Right. And occasionally, I would say a swear, and they'd engage. And um, <laughs> did you, did you and try? They, you started with the spectrum of swear. Yeah, I sort of would chuck, chuck in a swear, and then they'd sort of wake up, and um, they, they enjoyed that. But then, but they, you know, beyond that, I mean, they were, they didn't uh, interrupt or heckle. They just they just all went into sort of. Uh, Screensaver mode mm. in between, which was fine. But I do know that's just a little gambling. I don't know. They might not have even been there for Frankie Ball. I've got no idea. I mean, most of them were there for Frankie Ball, and they weren't like that. You know, I think that would be the kind of stereotype of a Frankie Ball audience. Yeah, I think that's that's having seen Frankie Ball live sometime, uh, some you know, a few times in the past. That they're, they're, that's not that's not what they're like. They're very very. They're, it's a very very varied mm. beast. All people are there. All people roll up. It's all good. It's not people. just the lads. Yes. Which is what I think the Daily Mail would have you believe. <laughs> it's just the lads with their. I, I can't biceps. believe anything in the Daily Mail, let alone the Daily Mail online. Mm. Really, really bugs me. And yet, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, you'll have biggest, to see it. Uh, the biggest website in the world. It's terrible. How is, that How is that possible? How is that? I don't know. Allowed. I find it extraordinary. You know, anything with the sidebar of awfulness. Maybe it's just got really good horoscopes or something. Maybe there's just some specific part of it. That's brilliant at the weather. A really good kind of mm. Sudoku or something that people are clicking on worldwide and just ignoring the rest of it. People in the Bahamas. I have to assume it's something like that. It's got to be. It yeah. can't be fact because there's no fact no, there. No. It's awful. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. From the um, obviously from the, you know the, the stand up to as, as up to today to date literally. Um, how's how's that sort of diversity for you been with in regards to sort of venues so the worst kind of venues yeah. compared to some of the best how's has that been as your experience of sort of developing and as an, an, individ, an individual an act have you have you what, what's your worst space you know um, how bad have they been and how good have they been uh, oh the worst space would have been the first time I took a solo shop mm-hmm. in 2008 because I didn't really know what I was doing and I I just I had a mate mm-hmm. who was doing I don't want to sort of yeah, I won't name the place, That's but good. it was on um, it was on Bristol mm. Square, and it wasn't one of the main venues, and it wasn't part of the free fringe. It was just yeah. a venue that had this room downstairs that they'd use for for discos okay. in the evening, and uh, you know it just wasn't being used as a space. Amazingly, for Edinburgh at that time, it just wasn't being used as a space. Apart from a friend of mine who would would go there for one week and do two shows a day, and that was it. Okay. Had a kind of internet following, and that was it. And he told me about it. And I got in touch and they said, yeah, you can use it, just pay us 100 quid a day and that's okay. it. And it. But it was a kind of Moroccan-themed, very dark L-shaped room right. with this kind of tiny stage that was a raised foot across, uh, up from the ground. But there were no chairs, there were just a series of, sort of poofs mm. and, um, and beanbags right. and rugs. And true Moroccan so you'd yes. Yeah, so you'd be, you'd be very high up. And most people would be just coming into shelter from the rain, typically. <laughs> So often you'd find if they did stay there, then they they you'd have to be, I'd have people lying down because okay. it was the only way they could get comfortable, or just because they were tired, or whatever. Literally people lying, and that's mm. I mean, it's a tough crowd getting, yeah. you know, any kind of atmosphere. 
in that kind of room. And I didn't, I mean, you know, it's partly my fault because I, I mean, that's all I had, but I didn't, I didn't check out the room before I got yeah. there. As is often the case with, you know, Edinburgh mm. and comedy, you know, especially when you're inexperienced, you, you'll often, you'll just rock up and you'll see what you've got. Yeah. You don't, people don't think about the space they're performing in. Yeah. So that was horrifying. The best place I've done stand-up so far has been, has been the stand. Okay. Um, so again, when you that, had your show in 2013. Yeah. Yeah, and I done, I've, done, I've done another show there once before in a different space. I mean, the stand, the stand in the room, the standing glass, I think they're just the main spaces are just incredible yeah. stand-up spaces anyway. But it's also just, it's kind of partly how they treat you and they, the staff are all very enthusiastic and the staff that they have are people who are doing this kind of thing year-round that, you know, rather than, you know, they're not just recu- recruiting some sort of students who are looking mm. for a bit of a way to sort of be up in Edinburgh and have never you know, managed front of house yes. before or, and you know, you've got some panicking 19-year-old trying to sort of manage a gaggle of, you know, cross tourists. Mm. You don't get any of that. You don't have to worry yeah. about any of that stuff. Good. So you can literally just focus on the, the show, which is magic. And, and again, they're a venue that have a regular audience that will come yes. and just see stuff regardless of what it is. So, yeah, so I love the stand. I would go back there. I, d- I have no idea where this next show will go. Okay. But I, 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 I certainly will. We'll carry on gigging with the stand, and yeah, they, they're great. Um, and is that the plan, Edinburgh for fifteen? Yeah, yeah, definitely taking the show up to Edinburgh next year. But like I said, I'm, yeah, I've got, I haven't sort of worked anything out, mm. made any plans. And the stand thing is partly because I don't. I mean, I, I've got ideas about the show and what I might do with it, and I, I, might, I might have to have a think about what kind of space it actually needs to be in. Yeah. you know, in terms of props and set, okay. which may may come into play, may mm. not. There's going to be a props set experiment at some point, Ooh. and if it fails, then the show can go anywhere, and if not, then I'll have to have a serious so, uh, think. Not on the level of, like, Alex Horn, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, Monsieur Butterfly I remember the amount he has. Type thing. But that, the 30s for example, or 40s, is, the yeah, amount so of props that, he that has. is not a show that you could just, you know, just turn do anywhere. anywhere. No, yeah. not quite. Yeah, but yeah, it won't be on that level. Um, Are you thinking tens? Tens of, of props. props. No, no, I'm not thinking tens of props. We're working under ten. Possibly a handful of a handful props of that props. might be quite bulky. It's a good number. Yeah. A handful. Yeah. A backful. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> it's transportable. We'll yeah. Not enough that you have to buy a van. No. Good. No, I don't want Definitely to go down not. that route. Yeah, it's dangerous no. territory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, your wiki page. I say your your wiki page. Do right. You, have you seen your Wikipedia entry? I have in the past, not for a long time though. So it currently says, yeah, uh, Mr. Mike Wozniak. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no citation needed. Yeah. Um, performed all over the world, including Australia, New Zealand, and Ipswich. Right. Okay. The current headline. Fine. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I presume someone's put out there, uh, and it's accurate. Yeah, I knew about that actually. I have kicked in Ipswich, good, but good. at the time that that was posted, I had never been to Ipswich oh, in my life. So it was ambitious. I have, I'm pretty sure, I, I have a friend who I think is responsible for the page <laughs> in the first place. Right. And I don't, I've never asked him directly, but mm. there have been hints. Okay. Because it appeared ages ago. Yes. There was really, there was no reason for it to be there at all. And it was full of all sorts of nonsense back then. Yeah. And there was stuff about my sister in it. So it, was, <laughs> it was really, you know, all kinds of things. And uh, so I think I think it's one. I think it's just a very minor hobby okay. of his. That it would seem to be. He's built it up because the first the first page as well was very busy as well. Okay. Lots of information. Right. 
was in there. It's very stripped back now. I yeah, say. stripped back since, but it changes from time to time. Okay. And I, I think he, I think he likes. I don't think he's done anything with it for a while, so it's possible that he's got bored of it. <laughs> oh Maybe he'll listen to this and he'll fire up again. That's inspiring. The next one will be ten thousand pages long. But yeah, but every time I'm, when I have seen it in the past, it's it's always it's always largely false. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know what it's like now. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's been yeah probably tinkered with. And I was going to say stripped down. But um, other top locations that could compare with Ipswich, you fancy uh, for gen- fancy generally. visiting generally, or you could f- visit generally as a tourist, or, um, or for as stand-up. a performer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, there's 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 boxes I would love to tick. I would I would I would love to do Melbourne at some point, and I've never heard anyone say anything negative about that. Of course, yeah. And, you know, people talk about that very positively. That's something I'd love to do at some point. Um, in the future, and you know, I guess Montreal is the is mm. the other one. That's a slightly more intimidating prospect because it it sounds like it's more of a kind of a sort of heavy duty industry type yes. thing, and you've got to be you've got to impress. Rather than Melbourne, just sounds like a, a, love, a really lovely festival um, that you can go and just present a thing and mm-hmm. see what they make of it. Um, by I don't know. I would I would gig anywhere. I'm quite excited by the fact that there seem to be some Scandinavians sniffing about. Okay. At the moment, and uh, and making little festivals here and there, mm. and occasionally clutching at, at British acts and pulling them over that way. I've got I've completely bought into the whole Scandi crime thing. Okay, I'm obsessed with all of that stuff. Yeah, I love it. But I've never been anywhere, so I'd be very interested in someone else paying for me to go over there <laughs> and do a couple of gigs. The full and, experience, and then I can have a little of a sniff around yes. on someone else's coin. How do you think their crime uh, TV compares to ours? It's far, I think it's far superior. It's it, not it's that I can incredible. A word of it, but I mean, for me, Morse remains the ultimate. Right. You know, no one's top Morse for me, but that's a personal thing. How do you feel about Endeavour? It's all right. If you're a Morse guy. It's all right. I've seen a few. I've seen a few. Yeah, it's, it's not a patch on. It's Morse. not a Morse. You know, I guess I'm very fond of Kevin Watley, so I'm. Oh, I don't. I don't okay. want to be too critical of it. Fair I enough. think they've done a nice job with what <laughs> it is. You know. Kevin Watley, I could take him home. Yeah, take him home with me. Would be alright with that? Feed him. They'd love him. They bloody love him. They would. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone would. Who wouldn't? Yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll stand by it for that reason. Okay. But if yeah. you could star with Kevin. Yeah. In a in your own put your picture show. Yeah. Mike Wozniak. I, I would be Kevin pitching, Watley. I'll be pitching what, what that tomorrow. It, what would it be? Or could it be? it be? Well, is it not allowed to be crime? No, no, it could if you really must. I don't want to pigeonhole Kevin for his crime work. Yeah. Crime based TV work. Um, but I mean, you can utilize. He's obviously got a lot of experience in that area. Well, I mean, you know, I guess it's the usual fantasy, isn't it? I'd I'd like to get in a cupboard with okay. Kevin Watley and go all the way to the back and see where it leads. So in the cupboard with Mike Wozniak and Kevin Watley. Yeah, and if there, we could do different cupboards every week, mm. and hopefully at some point one would lead to a fantastical, mystical land. It might be that we more typically just end up in the back of a cupboard, in which case I see what happens. Mm. Okay, it's Kevin Watley. Be anything. It could be. Yeah. But you've got to follow your dreams. You've got to follow your dreams. You've got to follow Kevin Watley. I was going to pitch some to you. Uh, I've had a thing this weekend about pitching TV ideas. Right. The best I came up with was the history of Toast with Timmy Mallet and the team from Time Team. Nice. Was that something Mike Wozniak could get involved with? Yeah, of course. Yeah. On which side of the table? Time Team, Team Team, Time yeah. Team. Yeah. Or with Timmy? I'd be the Mallet. Yeah, yeah. Team up with the mallet. I'd be, I'd be the, I'd, no, I'd be the mallet. I'd be his mallet. He'd wield Ooh. me, and I'd get, uh, I'd get some sort of wooden blocks on either side of my head, yeah. 
and um, you could be mallet smash. He could mallet. He could smash the toast up or whatever it is that you want him to do okay. with, with the mallet. Good. Yeah, I'm glad you're in. Yeah, I, mean, I thought that could go to challenge. Prop, TV. basically. A prop. prop. Yeah. A human be, prop. Yeah. Man DB prop. page would include a section as prop. prop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sit there on your agent's yeah, page. Exactly. <laughs> 2015. Yeah. Prop. prop. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's not enough awards for props. No. It seems that. No. Uh, um, you know, it's Edinburgh. going to change though, isn't it? It should. Yeah. You know, we've got to push it. Yeah. It's the only way I'm going to get there is <laughs> if I become a prop. <laughs> um, you must travel a fair bit. Yeah. And as you mentioned, the slow baking nature of yeah. the previous show. Um, have you got a favourite service station? Because I've got my favourite now. Where's yours? T-Bay. T-Bay? Where's T-Bay? It's the um, farm shop service station on the way up to Edinburgh. Ah, not just like the M6 or something. Okay, like that. okay. It's incredible. Nice. It's literally incredible. I'll check it out. It's got a whole farm shop. Okay. And you can buy a leg of lamb at the services. Right. People drive there to do their shopping. Of course they would. It's in the Lake District and it's magnificent. Okay. I I've never come across that. <sighs> you get to a point where you think you've come across most service stations. Don't dick around with the costas. Go <laughs> <laughs> and get a raw leg of lamb. Get a raw leg. Get yeah. a get a turkey and pimp up your eyes pie. get a spit in the back oh. never mind subwoofers this is it get a clay oven mm. <laughs> yeah do it on the go yeah, I just wondered if you had one I wondered if there's I probably do I mean you're a West Country person I am um, but I, I gig all over the place I find myself gigging in Wales uh, more frequently than should be statistically normal mm. and I love it and uh, I really love it so there's a there's a really why can't I remember what it's called? It's the there's the first service station you come to in Wales after the, you've come over the Seven Bridge okay. on the M4, and it's really grotty and it's a real mess and it's a miserable place, but I love it because when I get there, it's the beginning of yeah. striking out into some nice Welsh gig, whether that's you know Chapter Arts in Cardiff or Mac yes. or whatever it may be, you know, I yeah, I, don't I yeah, I really love gigging in Wales. Cool. I was going to say Macfest. Um, Amazing. Love it. I recommend it. I didn't. I haven't been, and I've missed it this year. And I really should have. Yeah, get really there next time. time. I've got to go. Yeah. Anyway, we have to get in there somehow. I'm going to weasel our way and do some live podcasting, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. You one you obviously you know, performed at a number of times. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It seems like a, just a fantastic concert. It's the best comedy festival there is that I know of. <laughs> That's an important <laughs> subject. I haven't been to all comedy festivals. Mm, well, you've even mentioned some that I haven't been to. <laughs> But there I am, just saying it, that's the best one. But I do think it's the best one. What I is it, it about MacFest that really sort of does it for you? It's just really well curated okay. by Henry Widdicombe, mm. who's the guy that runs it. And uh, it's not too big, and it's not too small, and it just lasts a bank holiday yeah. weekend, which is enough for people to get very enthusiastic about comedy and see lots of shows, not get jaded, and for the, the performers to be full of beans and proper finished shows are presented yeah. as are some work in progress shows you know as opposed to there's some festivals in the UK that kind of get used purely as a you know as a stopgap on the way to Edinburgh yeah. and you can you know which I think would be frustrating if you live there in, in one of these places I don't want to name names but you know I think the locals can you name a, reg- a TV region could you name a TV region <laughs> there is one comedy festival in the Midlands for example ah, right. which is huge and is a great thing and definitely gets finished shows but gets a hell of a lot of you know okay. half written shows and some are labelled work in progress quite openly but I, you know but this is yeah it's got a nice mix it's a beautiful place there's just a lovely crowd yeah. and it's just it's just magic well that's all the feedback I've had from some of the performers I've met some of my 
friends, other colleagues, and bits and bobs. So just that it's it's the best. Yeah, and the it's town just is not great. In the town, you don't feel like you're you don't feel like you're ruining their town. You, don't feel like <laughs> you're, you feel very welcome. They make you feel very welcome okay. there. You know, it's a friendly part of the world. So you know, say 10, 15 years down the line, would you consider putting on your own little Devon-based uh, festival? I would. I, well, there's a friend of mine who's kind of maybe thinking of starting up something at somewhere. Good. And we talked about we talked about the West Country end of it. I'm. I mean, I had been drinking. Okay. That's important to know. So, Fair if you catch me after a drink, then I'm very enthusiastic about doing that sort of thing. <laughs> that I'll just do it. But in the cold light of day, I'm a very lazy man. Mm. And the chances of me actually doing doing a festival and doing it as well as someone like Henry Whittacombe, okay. I mean, it's very That's small. A lot of pressure, isn't I'm it? more likely just to ask Henry just to do a festival near my house we'll say on the lazy which he kind of has done actually front, yeah. you can just then turn up can you? just then turn Down up the that's, what I, that's the thing I mean that's why you get into this kind of business mm. you know write a performer I mean you just you want to turn up yeah. just turn up anyway, anyway. have a high old time go again well, would you be uh, cautious of the influx of celebrity to uh, sort of the Exeter based area I'd, be, I'd, I'd, I'd welcome it. That's welcome fine. It, are you sure? Yeah. Because yeah, I know you've got a few neighbours that we're not so sure. That, was, that, <laughs> that doesn't work on a podcast. Um, <laughs> but right. You'd welcome a celebrity influx? That's fine. The paps That's are welcome? Fine. That's fine. It'll be a novelty for Exeter. Okay. Yeah, Good. For just for a weekend. Back on the map. They can, yeah, they can check it out, see what they make of it. They're pretty calm folk down in Exeter. I don't think yeah. they'd get too starstruck or anything. Mm. But, you know, maybe there'd be some pap baiting or something. I don't know. Good. We'll see. A loose sport. See how they respond. Yeah. Um, have you been to the Donkey Sanctuary? Yes, of course. Thoughts? Thoughts, very fond of it. Good. Uh, <laughs> That's just for me. <laughs> great place, great place if you're a donkey, I think, really. It's a sanctuary. You know, really it's, not it's, really, it's not really about the audience, mm. the Donkey Sanctuary, and rightly so. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no performing donkeys there, they're not made to do anything. Yeah. They just sit around being donkeys. They do. Uh, you know, so I mean, as a, you know, if you go, then you go and you see a donkey, and then you see another donkey, and then another donkey, and then you're like, I think I've seen enough donkeys now. I'm quite happy to go. Home. <laughs> yeah. People, you know, there's the risk that people will go with higher expectations than they should. But just That's remember, right. it is, it is what it says it is. It's a donkey Good. sanctuary. It is. But great, yeah. If I was a donkey, I'd I you'd mean, happily settle. Be, oh, be after your Blackpool glory days, you'd happily. Yeah, no, I'd just go now. You know, yeah. even in, <laughs> just yeah. in the middle of your career. I think there's some young donkeys there as well. You know, <laughs> you know, doing a thing. Just, just there's not a lot of difference between what a young virile donkey does and a, an, old. an old naked one does. <laughs> you know, apart from one thing, there's not a lot of difference. It's good, um, useful. One of our. Um, one of my good friends uh, on the podcast, uh, Mr. Michael Bell, mm-hmm. Ding, yep, is his full name. Ding, right. Ding. Um, I asked uh, Mike if he could have, pitch a couple of questions for a section called Mike on Mike. Okay. Would, would you be up for that? Of course, so, let's do it. For let's that. do it. That would be great. Uh, Mike, this is Michael Bell Ding for Mike Wozniak. Yep. Dong. Um, he's firstly, he's interested in how the mother-in-law is. Obviously, a subject from yeah. the previous tour. She's hailing she hearty. Yeah. Yeah. Good. She's still about. That's always. Yeah. Good. I'm gonna go always good. That's always good. She's gonna go. She's gonna be around for a long time. Mm. Don't you worry, Mike. She's good. Okay. She'll outlive me. I did sense his concern. Yeah. Um. I just did. I just felt that yeah. on his text. She's thriving. I sent her an hour ago. Yeah. Um. 
show business. Mm. He's, he's keen on obviously the show business thing. Mm. And as I was back in when mm. I first uh, saw the Mike Wozniak experience, mm-hmm. which sort of sounds a bit like a prog rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, in percentage terms, how much more showbiz have you become since the last tour? Um, wow. It's a big one. Bell, does, tricky. Bell doesn't mess around. Probably, probably 17% more showbiz but the numbers were high to begin with to begin with let's okay. not forget so that. we could be taking it up to a full 77 yeah Good. um you know i've got uh, i've got mm, i've got some quite unusual teas in the house now didn't have them before okay you know uh i had uh, a quite an expensive haircut recently mm. uh, but that I mean that was an accident. That was because an I accidental need- haircut. Yeah, or just because I needed my haircut, and just so I went into the nearest place that there was to have a haircut, and then um, and then was uh, horrified by, <laughs> by what the bill was at the end of it. Um, but I mean, I guess that puts me into showbiz to have a, a painfully expensive, ha- you know, ha- haircut. I think anyone in show business should be horrified by the cost of. But yeah. then, but then they just deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Clearly. That's part and part. So that would, yeah, those two things push push it up to seventeen percent. Good. Yeah. Um, he thinks you're a lovely chap. Lovely. That's not a question. Well, I think he's a lovely chap. He sounds a lovely chap. Yeah, <laughs> he does. No, he's yeah. lovely. Really is. Um, he 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 hasn't really given me an answer to this. He's gone true or false. Mm. Shoes from Dundee can be moved by the power of the mind. Right. I'm not involved with that. Uh, what do you reckon? We're we not going to get an answer. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to go true. I mean, I'm. That's right, all right. I've got um, I've got nothing to base that on. But, yeah, um, me neither. I don't know where that see. came from. Let's see. I mean, having... Let's see what Alex Salmon pulls out of the bag. Well, between now and the eighteenth, that's a big one. You know, that might he might do. I mean, that, maybe that's maybe he knows something. Yeah, it's gonna be some big. I was um, stunt. One of the shows I saw at the Fringe was a pro yes right event. Yeah, and they used the medium of dance. Yeah, to pass the message of why you should vote yes. Scottish traditional dance. No. What? Uh, sort of the artistic uh, ribbon-based okay. dance technology. Yeah. Did it work? I didn't vote. Oh, I can't. I didn't want to. But you didn't You didn't want to. Did it, did it make me feel like saying if I were Scottish, did yes? It, did it make you want to do Cameron's thing of phoning people you know in Scotland <laughs> just and just pleading with them? Just talking, guys. It made me... Stay with us. Phoning random yeah. numbers in Aberdeen <laughs> Any from the phone book. 0121 or and just, it yeah, just give it a go. It, it it invoked a spirit, but I, I, I was it was confusion. Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure. I was a maybe. Yeah. I got a maybe. Okay. But um, they did. It, it really was bizarre. Um, he thought your work in um, battles was great. Oh. He thinks actually, not thought, but he thinks. Um, so how did that come about? Uh, oh, nepotism entirely. Great. So that's just knowing the pappies lot yes. who are mates and are completely wonderful, you know, from from the comedy scene, and they've got this lovely, ridiculous sitcom that they make, and they occasionally need guest roles, and so mm-hmm. they, you know, they know a lot of comedians yes. who are up for that sort of thing, and you know, occasionally a part will get written, and they'll think, oh, maybe you know, that person will be alright for that, and you know, away you go. Fantastic. It was um, lovely. It's great fun. That and was then Glasgow. to finish that one off, he said, "How frequently did did, did Tom get naked?" Tom uh, Parry. He is. was, I would say, 
Does he want that in percentage terms as, as well? Shall we take it? I mean, I chuck the percentage term in for myself. I'd say 73% of the time. He was naked. At 100% nakedness. Wow. And I would say probably 14% at 73% nakedness. Okay. And 3% at 15% nakedness. Right. And the rest would have been totally clothed, no skin Good. visible at all. Fact. Yeah. Gloves and everything. everything. Balaclava? It works. Yeah. With sewn up eyes. He means yeah. business. Yeah. <laughs> he does mean business. Yeah. The full gimp. Um, okay, um, also with TV, um, with Rosen. Yeah. Uh, Game Face. Yeah. It was fantastic. Just a one-off. Yes. Don't know what's happening with it. Uh, uh, well, know. that was, I mean, you know, I can't get any, any, any news on that, I guess, but, I mean, it's, it would be Love tragic for it to be a one-off. Joyous job. Lovely. Who knows? Fingers yeah. crossed. Never say never. All that stuff. Good. For the time being, there's no, there's no plans to proceed. Okay. But everyone who is involved wants it to proceed. Yes. So we'll see. Okay. Fingers crossed. Roisin's great. She's doing really well. And yes. So hopefully someone will, you know. It deserves it. We'll just, you know, say go on then. But we'll see. It's and in the um, hands of the big wigs. Yes. Well. Yeah. It's a dangerous one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they always made the right decisions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Man Down. Yeah. Are we, you just finished up on Series 2? We are starting it. Okay. So soon. Because we, yeah, we, we were supposed to be filming it right now, but Rick died, of course. Yes. And then, um, which was thoughtless um, and foolish and uh, and confusing for everyone involved. And uh, so, we, but we are continuing and it's just going through sort of major rewrites because okay. obviously he's a major yeah, an integral character. He was, was going to be an even more pivotal part of series two. Um, and yeah so major major rethinks going on there but we start you know we start in October okay uh, and then yeah so you'll be able to get to see it possibly possibly at the end of this year okay if not then Maybe early, early next 15. year yeah and how's that how's that experience for you uh, well not just the Rick thing I mean if it's okay to talk about it that'd yeah. be great because you know he was my first ever comedy hero yeah it was horrendous yeah um, he was incredible I didn't we he, never had any scenes together but we spent some time on the lunch bus, you know, Good. when you know when one of us would be finishing or the, the other one starting and whatever, and he was great. He was completely crackers and just hilarious, strange, eccentric man, which I was thrilled about. Yeah. And I, I've talked about this before. I, I would have been very, I'd have been very disappointed if he, if he was just normal <laughs> and it, it was just an act. I mean, you know, disappointed on a personal level. Yeah. You know, still it would have been okay. I would have still would have loved dealt with it. if it was just all just acting on screen and oh, fine. I'd have taken that. I still loved what he did. But a little bit of me, you know, before meeting him, was rather hoping that he was a bit totally sort of, bonkers. Yeah, and he was, and I, it was just uh, yeah, he was great, and brilliant. And yeah, everyone in the production was very fond of him. Obviously, and was yes. very excited to work with him, and was very much looking forward to working with him again, mm. as you can imagine. We were looking forward to that day one table read where. You know, everyone would be sitting around going through the scripts, and you know, Greg would be holding court, and being very funny, and and then Rick would probably interrupt him, and you know, be funnier. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, be a nuisance. <laughs> yeah. Um, man down as a series. If we just we wrap up, um, how did that sort of come about? Uh, you went sort of through relationship on knowing Greg. Uh, yeah. I guess you guys had done a bit of work together previously. You yeah, would come up, or as yeah, colleagues, or yeah, we'd been on we'd been on the bill of a few gigs. I didn't know him well. We'd, we'd be on the bill, you know, where. You know, he'd be the big cheese, or we are Clang would be the big cheese, yep. and I'd be in some kind of little kind of middle spot doing a short set or something. Okay. So we knew each other, but so I was very ex- I auditioned for it. You know, I yeah. was very excited when I did audition for it. But also, I got 
when I did audition for it, I, I, the, there was someone else in the room of the production company who's the guy whose name I forget, but he's the guy who played Nathan Barley. And, yes, um, okay. He's, he's done loads of stuff, and he's excellent. He's really excellent. And I have no idea to this day, and I will never ask, I don't think, whether he was auditioning for the same role or if he was okay. just there for a different set of auditions, which is often the case, or if he was just there for a completely separate meeting. It's likely he was there to do nothing. But the fact that I saw him in the room yeah. just made me think, oh, well, I haven't got that. And okay. No way. And that, in turn, made me relax, and I think that's okay. probably why I got the part, because I wasn't worried anymore. Yeah. Whereas in the past I've auditioned for things and I've wanted them so much that I've made a pig's ear of it because I've just been so sort of wound up. Okay. And uh, yeah, that sounded. Um, I mean, potentially that sounded snide in case he did audition for that role. And I'm saying, ha ha, one nil. Beat you to it. I'm not saying that Good. at all. And um, no, he's he's excellent. He's in his yeah. But I but yeah, hopefully it's clear. What but I'm no, I, it is, and, and actually. That opportunity where you can just relax and be yeah, here. that's you know yeah, and I almost certainly he's there for a completely different thing, but yeah. Um, but yeah, but that but so that that just that's how that happened, and then with the pilot and we got the series and you know, and on we go, and it's uh, it's thrilling for me. It's the biggest job I've done in yeah. comedy, and it's the first time I've had a series, and it's it's a big deal. Well, I love it. I was going to say, how's that for you as a perf- well, writer performer? But now as, a, as it's an actor, in, in the, it's the dream. You know, it's the dream is to do it to do a sitcom just yeah. to be part of something like that and just and and then you do particularly if you then end up in a role in the sitcom that you actually love yes. and love being part of and you know physically doing it is a lot of fun and then the finished product you're proud of it's a dream so I'm very happy have you ever owned an espace? no would you want to now? it's on the cards <laughs> you know got my nippers and all that stuff you do provincial life yep. you know it could become a reality yes yeah it's the dream. I'll let you know. There it is. Good. Yeah. Um, finally, where can we find Mr. Mike Wozniak? So we've got Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, upon which I'm pretty crap. Great. I've got a website. There's just a page. With links that are yeah. there. That are there. All work. Yeah. Te- tested stuff. those for you. Just not very good with any of that stuff, but I'm afraid. There. I okay. think if you want to find Mike Wozniak, I think you're better off, you know, watch Man Down. Listen yes. to Small Scenes on Radio 4 <laughs> in October. There we go. It's a little sketch of okay. thing. Ah, Come good. to a gig. Yes. You know. And other gigs on the cards? Gigs. The there's always gigs. Good. They'll quieten down during Man Down, which will be a few months. But there's always gigs. And then I'll fire up this old thing again, get it into shape for Edinburgh next year. And, you know, come to Edinburgh next year. I was, um, come to Mac. I was just going to quickly mention, before yeah. we finish, I found three other Mike Wozniaks okay. uh, that I thought had particularly interesting careers. Yeah. I just wondered if you could swap for a day, yeah. which one would you choose? You've got uh, Mike Wozniak, app manager. Right. From Sony Ericsson. No. Good. Mike Wozniak, project engineer for CJD Farm Consulting. Just, I just would, I mean, both that, of the first two I would. That rings alarm bells. I would, both of the first two I'd, I would, I think I would make a dangerous hash off. What's um, three? It, this is my favourite. This is Mike Wozniak, security director, Metallica. Oh my God. Well, that's tricky because I happen to know that there's a Mike Wozniak PI somewhere in the States, Ooh. so it'd have to be between those two, but I've thought about him a lot. I'll go for Metallica. You're going to pick Mike Wozniak, security director Metallica? Yeah, of course Great. I am. Of course I He's am. on LinkedIn. Fine. Brilliant. I'm not. <laughs> no. But <laughs> that's not. useful to them. Whatever it is. Thank yeah. you very much for your Thank time, you. Mike. Thank I appreciate you. that. And yeah. um, we'll look forward to the show as it progresses to... Super. 2014. Thanks a lot. Uh, 2015. Cheers for having me.